Hello, everybody. My name is Pastor Henderson. You are blessed and highly favored, and we are here together to have another Tackle the Text. And guys, I don't know if you've been watching us the last couple of weeks, but the glory of the Lord has been showing up on Tuesdays in a way that I cannot express or explain. But I got my old squad back with me. I got my my road dogs with me. I want to welcome the three amigos back to the stage. Uh, they've been ministering in other places, and birthdays have passed, and anniversaries. And I finally got the three disciples, Peter, James, and John, back to the stage. Pastor Torrance, Pastor Raymond, Pastor Hammond, how you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome. Man, listen, it's so good to have you guys here today. I am excited about this text. I'm excited about what God is going to say, but I'm really excited about what he has shared with you because typically I'll say, hey guys, let's talk about the text and you'll be like, yeah, we're going to do this. But today you guys are like, oh Lord. So I know, <laughs> I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you guys got something. So I intend to just spectate today uh, and let the glory of God flow through you. We're in Philippians chapter two, yes, Philippians chapter two, verse number five. And this is like, Pastor Hammond, this is one of those verses that Everybody, I'm going to say, but most people know, right? This is one of those famous texts. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. Verse 6, who being in the form of God, this is, and I just love this part, thought it not robbery. I, that, that's so eloquent. That's a preacher term, right? Thought it not robbery. To be equal with God. Whoo, I want to I zero in on that. Yes, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form, that's like last week, just talked about it last week, the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in, in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name. Here's my favorite part, which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, and the things in heaven, and the things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Pastor Hammond, when you read Philippians chapter 2, what jumped out in your spirit initially? Well, I, I really gravitated on the fact that he gave him a name. And I thought about just the formation of the importance of a name. Um, we, we're giving names by our parents. We're, we're giving names by what we go through. But what's most important is the name you give yourself. And so you, you got to understand that the name that you give yourself is uh, how you go through the act. And so we see here in the text that he thought it not Robert to be equal of God, but he was a servant. And so equally, as you give yourself a name, it's, it's about how you serve that your service goes before you. Also, in that that when we go through things of life, the seasons you go through give you a name. The accomplishments you go through give you a name because if I if I climb a mountain now I'm a mountain climber. That right? is good. So if I do these things and so we know him to be Jehovah Jireh, right? He's a provider. So 
his what he does gives him a name. I like that. So what you go through gives your name. If I if I cook, I'm a chef, right? If I if I hit a home run, I'm a baseball player. If I can make a basket, I'm a basketball player. So you're saying that the more we do, the more we can be identified. The more and so is it then possible? Let me ask you this question. Is it is it possible then that one of the ways to find out who I am can be found in what I have the ability to do. And the more I do, the more I'll know. I I like that as a perspective. I like that. That's purpose. Pastor Hammond, you read this text and you put your theological mind on it. Pastor Rama, you read this text and and you and you you put your theological mind on it and and you study it. What's the first thing, um, Pastor Rama, that jumps out in your mind when you read Philippians chapter two? Pastor, can I read it in the message translation? Okay. Yeah, because... Um, Think Brother Eugene wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> let me say, let me read this. It says very quickly, it says, Think of yourselves the way Jesus Christ thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but did not think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status quo, no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a, of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He did not claim to have any special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and died, died a selfless, obedient death, the worst kind of death, which was crucifixion. Pastor, when I, when I read this, there's so much we can pull out of this, but the, the, the text starts with, let this mind be in, be in you, which was also in Christ. Um, the word let is the first word um, God begins to talk about when he begins to talk to man. Let them have dominion. When he spoke to things, he says, let there. When he spoke to himself, he says, let us. When he spoke to man, he said, let them. Now he uses the word, which is permission for expression. He says, let this, let this mind. Um, so we see that event. It starts with let this mind. Then it ends up with a name that is above every name. So what you think determines what is in your hand because it talks about the mindset of Jesus. But the beautiful thing about this while I studied this, Pastor, is everything we think about in terms of the gospel, the life of Jesus, is all a mindset. So Christmas, it's a mindset. Easter is a mindset. Why do I say that? Because everything that came after let this mind be was talking about Jesus' life. Let mm. this mind be in you. Then he now talks about, oh, he was born. Oh, he died. Oh, he did this. So crucifixion is a mindset. So birth, even though you were God, is a mindset. Yeah. Humility is a mindset. Pastor, do you know that Jesus, with all his power, did not defeat the enemy with his power, but his humility? Mm. He had all power, but he didn't defeat the enemy by showing him his divinity, that's but by so showing good. him his humility. That's so good. And, and so that's the first thing that jumps out to me, that this is a mentality we should have. And that's why we started the Bible, because everything about the Bible, Jesus' life, his death, his burial, it's all a mindset. That's what Paul is telling us. You here. know, you just made me think about something when you talked about uh, he didn't defeat the enemy with his power or his authority, but he did it with his humility. Uh, I'm a documentary watcher. I love watching documentaries. I search for documentaries. And I was watching um, a documentary on um, airplanes. 
and how uh, the United States had created uh, this plane back in the 70s, I believe, that was uh, invisible to radar, right? And so uh, this plane is invisible to radar, and basically radar is the reflection of beams. And so they created certain angles on this plane, so that way when the beam would hit the plane, uh, the angle would not allow it to hit back to the source. It would deflect it somewhere else. And he said one of the ways that they were able to do this is, and this is a term that people use, they call it flying below the radar. So they flew low enough because uh, the, the people who were looking for the planes had the assumption that if you were going to look for something that was going to be dangerous, you had to look high. And so what the United States of America realized is that uh, we won't try uh, to defeat countries with our authority. What we're going to do is we're going to try to invade or to attack or to defend ourselves through our humility. We're going to fly beneath the radar. And I think the reason why some people go through so much attack is because they are addicted to the high route. They, they have to be high. They, they have to be seen. They have to be visible. But that's where the beams are. That's where the early detection systems are. So I think that we could escape a lot of the attacks that the enemy has planned for us if we would learn to fly low. And I think that that's what Jesus did when he came in a meek and humble lamb. He says, I, I got high capabilities, but I'm going to come in low. And, and the enemy, uh, a few of them knew. A few of them knew, Herod knew, a few of them knew who he was when he was low, but most didn't find out who he was until he was high. Had the princes of this world known. There you go. <laughs> Pastor, you, you look at this, Pastor Torrance, and you say to yourself, because this is, this is right in your wheelhouse. This is in your wheelhouse. I'm not even going to give you a lead in question other than the fact, just tell us what an inquiring mind should know about this Philippian text. Well, when, when we look at this text, Pastor, this is... Because this actually uh, is one of the most dealt with, one of the most dealt with texts. So many theologians uh, throw this out on the, on the board, you know, because one of the key texts that they wrestle with is the one that we talked about, the preacher's text. He did not consider it robbery, robbery. to consider himself equal with God. He, and then it goes on to say he emptied himself. Yes, this is where the battle is right here, because they say, well, what did he empty himself of? Uh, divine attributes, deity. Some theologians would say that he, that he did not know that he was the son of God when he came. Yeah. That's, that's something. That's a misconception. Mm. Some people would say, well, he had to uh, uh, relinquish some of his divine attributes when he came to earth. Yeah. Uh, some other people would say, well, he just gave up all rights of God altogether. This, is, this thing, is, it, it gets wrestled around, Rima, so much because we're trying to find out what was it that he emptied himself of. But I don't think that the question should be what he emptied himself of. What did he empty, empty himself to is the question. Because when he came, the Bible says he made himself a servant. Some translations would say bond, yes, sir. bond servant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a two-fold part to that bond. Bond meaning uh, uh, man, servant, being servant. So he had to become a man servant to, 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 for us to recognize who he was. So then we say, well, what did he, what did he empty himself of? But when we look at the text, Pastor, none of those things that we talked about, the, the misconceptions is it. 
Where we have to land is that he had to empty himself of the privileges. Now, this whole 5 to 11 text is talking about humility. And when we talk about humility, you have to empty yourself of privileges. Why you say that, Pastor Tom? Because as we search the text, we see the privileges that he emptied himself of was sometimes omniscience, not being all knowing. Why you say that to him? Uh-oh, I'm going to say something hard here. Okay. Because the omniscient part, we find out in the text that he did not know the hour that he would return. He said not even the son would know. So he says that's a privilege, right? Omniscience is a privilege. Omnipotence or being omnipresent is a privilege. When we look at the text, he had to relinquish himself sometime of that because becoming into the, to the form of a man, you had, a man has to eat because we get hungry. A man has to sleep. He has to rest. And what, can a, what also can a man not do? Be in every place at what? The same time. He had to relinquish that privilege because now you see that when Lazarus died, where was he? He was away, four days away. So, so they said when, they, when he got the message, Jesus could have easily become omnipresent. So oh, wait a minute, hold on. All yeah, right, okay, yeah, you throwing yeah, this. I yeah. got it now. now so you got, you got me reverend. So okay. you're saying, yeah. and I think it's, it's, in the, it's in the book, mm-hmm. The Attributes of God. I think um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arthur Pink is Arthur the Pink. author, and he talks about how... God is omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and all that. So you're saying, Mm -hmm. in essence, that he was 100% God. God, yeah. While in the form of man, so now he's 100% man, man. could have retained and maintained the ability Mm -hmm. to be wherever he was and at the grave site of Lazarus at the same time. Yes, But thought it not robbery. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be equal with I God. Know, I knew he was going to get it now. So he, but made himself. Give it to him now, Raymond. Give it to him. <laughs> in the, of no rep- <laughs> So he relinquishes his privilege yes, sir. of being omnipresent. Yes, sir. To show us. Yeah. Pastor Hammond, I think it's <laughs> leaping in your spirit too. Tell me what you're yeah, thinking right yeah. now. Well, I, I just thought about that. He, he gave up himself so he could regain the power from God. Because he had to show us <laughs> that even though he was able to give up what was the deity of who God was, he's able to show us as man that I'm still the same God that can say and speak that Lazarus is not dead, although he is dead. I'm sending a word to say, even though they saw him dead, he's asleep. So yeah. now he has yeah. to take yeah. on the form of a servant. Yes, sir. Now this is real, this heavy, this, this is heavy, what they call heavy walking. Heavy walking. He's reverend. the form of a servant. So since mm-hmm. he is now man, yeah. and it is an imp- probability yet an impossibility for man to be omnipresent he can't be everywhere at the same time Mm -hmm. so as God he's everywhere at the same same time time. but as man Man. he is only where he can be at that time so the reason why he had to come to the (laughs) graveside of Lazarus because he was operating in the human form of the deity of Christ and thought it not robbery oh my god let me tell you something (laughs) I want somebody in their house and, and, and I hope you didn't miss what just happened because he is showing us the power of humanity and, and the, the power p- of divinity because why because in my divine form yes. I can be everywhere
everywhere I need to be. But in my human form, when I show up, things have to change. And I'm talking to somebody right now who's listening to me. You may not be able to heal everything at the same time, but all you got to do is make up your mind what matters the most, what what you're willing to walk away and what you're willing to leave behind. And God says, when you arrive at that place, whatever is dead is going to get up. Whatever is blind is going to see. Whatever is water is going to become wine. And you can't do everything at the same Same time, time. but you can do what you can do at that time. And he thought it not robbery. To be equal with God, yes, sir. But made himself of no reputation. reputation. I I am amazed that God was not concerned about his reputation, and people are. We're always trying to be on. We're always trying to show somebody who we are. And here is the it guy, yes, sir, relinquishing privilege, yes, sir, in order to gain authority. To gain acceptance. Is it then, is it then, (laughs) Pastor, and jump in. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised his son from the dead. And if you do that, you will be saved. If he had come to us asking us to accept him in divine form. How much of the world would be suspicious and yet unsaved? So in order to beget man, because Genesis says seed begets after its its own own kind. You got my mind working. Then the divine had to become the human. Because he had to become of the same form. Yes, sir, Reverend. Because a spirit cannot redeem that of the flesh. So he has to become flesh. John said, and the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us, which is a shadow of the tabernacle of the Old Testament. So they worship in the tabernacle, and they now we worship with the tabernacle. And if this old earthly tabernacle shall dissolve, I got another building. Reverend. Not made by hand. Pastor Hammond, I'm, I think Rayma, people Rayma. might be, oh, Rayma, I keep Rayma. saying that. I, don't, I think you were asking something, Pastor yeah. Rayma. You, I know you. This, this, y'all look at me. Yeah. This, really is, this is Pastor Rayma's, I got something to say yeah. posture. Yeah, yeah. Go on, say that joke link for what? What in the world? And please, and, and after you do it, I want you to minister to the people of God, Pastor Raymond. No, no, no. What what is coming to your to mind? Be frank, I was actually leaning in to hear what you were saying, but while while I was just I was just feeding on this conversation, what kept going in my mind going through my mind is what kept going through my mind is this is what it took to save us. Yeah, like. That, that's all that was going through my mind. I'm not trying to drop any revelation. It's just he had to lose the privileges. He had to lose the privileges. He had to lose his reputation. This is what it took. And Pastor, let me just say something. Oh because when you talked about reputation, you touched on something I just saw. The name of Jesus. In this text, Paul begins to write to the, the church at Philippi. He talks about three things. Pastor, I had never seen this before. He uses the word every three times. He says God gave him a name. Above every. Above, above. what's the first every? Every, every name. <laughs> that at the name of Jesus, every, every name. And every, every tongue. tongue. So I, I, I began to ask the Holy Spirit, you don't just throw away words. What, what is this? <laughs> why, why do you talk about every name and every knee 
and every tongue. And I'm looking at my notes because he gave it to me. He said, every name means, that means if it has a name, it can be summoned. If it has a knee, it can stand. If it has a tongue, it can speak. These are the three dimensions of what the name of Jesus does. If it has a name, it has a reputation. God gave up his reputation so that we can deal with things that have a reputation. Right now, if I say the word cancer, it has a reputation. And he doesn't even have to speak or say nothing. Preach, man. So right now, somebody has, or is dealing with something that has a reputation. COVID, job loss, unemployment, whatever it is. The name of Jesus can deal with things that have a reputation. Now, maybe you're not dealing mm. with things that have a reputation, meaning they have a name. Maybe it has a knee, so it's, it's standing, or it can withstand what, or where you are right now. The name of Jesus can bring it to his, it can bring it to his knees. Because so, it, the name of Jesus shows the lordship of Jesus. And you say, Pastor, I'm not dealing with that. Maybe you're dealing with things that are speaking. Because if it has a tongue, it can speak. Talk, and these talk, are the three talk. dimensions of what the name of Jesus can deal with. Every name, you're not dealing with names. Every knee, you're not dealing with knees. Every tongue. He gave talk, up his man. reputation so he can redeem things that have a reputation. Let me tell talk, you something. You talk. just, you, oh my God. First of all, the Bible says but made himself of no reputation. All right? Let's, let's just drill, drill in that in thing that. right there. He made himself of no <laughs> reputation. Yes, sir. And took up on him the form of a servant. Yes, sir. And was made in the likeness of men. But here is the thing that made me shout. Okay. And being found, found in the fashion as a man. Then I started thinking. The reason why most people cannot be effective is we can't find you. We can't find you. We can't find the real you. Reverend. Reverend. All you want to show us is your perfection. All you want to show us is your divinity. All you want to show us is what you got right. But what if I told you that your next stride is found in your humanity? It, he was found to be a man. Now, yet he is perfect because he is still God. But to find us in our flesh, Paul says, that is me in my flesh dwelleth no, no, no. good thing. Yes, See, sir. what we got to understand that our blessedness is in our brokenness. Talk, man. Talk, man. That our blessedness is in our brokenness. We, we're not able to preach how we should be able to preach because we can't find the real man. Talk, we're not talk. able to teach the way we should teach because nobody wants to be found being man. But he was found. He, he exposed his fleshly son. He let us the Lord of the universe, yes, let us see him bleed. Talk, man. Talk, talk. He let us see him sweat. Pastor Rama, hear me? He let us. us. Bread let us see him hungry. Yeah. Water exposed his thirst. Yeah. Jesus. Rest got sleepy. Help me, Holy Ghost. Revan. He showed us Revan. himself. And the Revan. reason... Why you are not as effective as you want to be is because you are trying to show us who you wish you were instead of showing us who you really are. Reverend, you said show us your brokenness. Show us your anger. Show us your frustration. And then show us that God can use 
of chipped Ever. vessel. So, 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 Pastor, this is a lesson on how to have divinity and humanity together. The reason I say this is Jesus is teaching us a lesson because really, we talk about is that Christ is in the hope of glory. Jesus was the pattern son and whatever, he, as, as I have sent him, as he sent me, so have I sent So whatever Jesus can do, we can do. John heirs with Christ and all of that, right? So as I'm, as I'm listening to what you're saying now, it dawned on me that God is teaching us how to have humanity and divinity, how to balance the equation when to show humanity. You can weep, but you can still raise Lazarus. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you, you can sleep in the storm, but you can still calm the storm. How do you balance humanity and divinity? And how do you use your humanity to summon divinity? Because he never showed up to congratulate anybody for having two whole hands. He only showed up for the man with the withered hand. He never came to congratulate anybody who walked for 40 years. He came to help the man who was on the bed for 38 years. God is drawn to failure. He's drawn to humanity. He's drawn to brokenness. He's drawn to the wedding where there is no more wine so that they can see that he has the ability to use his divinity Talk, man. to subsidize for their humanity. Show me where you laid Lazarus. I didn't want to see him when he was alive. I wanted to see him when he was stinking and when he was decaying because I wanted to show humanity what happens when divinity shows up. And I speak to somebody in this yes, place sir. today yes, that if you allow your humanity to summon the divinity of God, he can make your stinking place dry up and get up and walk. He can make your lame place if it got a knee, it can walk. If it has a tongue, it can talk. Yes. Pastor, I, I, he's, he's, he's so amazing in this text. Yes, man. Because I couldn't get over the fact that he allowed himself. <laughs> I, I can't do this. He allowed himself to be found. Reverend. In the fashion of men, if he didn't want to, listen, he has the ability not to be found because we see him at two and then we don't see him to 12. We see him at 12 and then we don't see him to 30. He has the ability not to be found. Now, now, Reverend, now, yes, sir. <laughs> now, see, this, this is why it's a conundrum sometimes, because what we just did was uh, uh, give uh, uh, illumination to the fact that he was able to be dual. He was able to be God and man at the same time. So then where it goes further is this, that he veiled his glory, right? Because John 17, 4 and 5, somebody go there, read that. John 17, 4 and 5. And it talks about how he says, I came and I did what you have sent me to do. It says. Now, go ahead, Pastor. I have glorified thee on the earth. Uh Uh-huh. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Uh-huh. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Now, stop it right there, brother. Now you see that in order for him to perform his task, Pastor Hammond, he had to say, let aside glory. <laughs> he had to lay aside glory. And then after he was done, he said, now God glorify me again <laughs> the way I was before the world was created. Which meaning he said, in order for me to complete this task, to humble myself, to empty myself, was to de-glorify myself. So, so when he walked yeah. on the water, there was, that was not even the version oh of glory. Oh my God. Oh so my when God. he turned the water into wine, that was not even the version of glory. No, was, sir. Yeah. That yeah. was a, a diluted form of there glory. That was a diluted form. Because, because he said, now give me the glory that I had. Yeah, yeah. The one that don't need to eat no more. The one who don't need to be tired and sleep again. The one who is able to be in all places at the same time. 
And then this is another way that he had to devail himself. He says now, because the power that he had, he didn't, when he became a man, he had to have uh, independent power. So then he came and had a dependent power upon Christ. Because when he went to raise Lazarus, he says, now, Father, I am glad that you heard me. <laughs> now he had to learn how to have a dependent glory as a man on God. This is the lesson, Rima, that he's teaching us how to walk like him on this earth from heaven. He says, now when you're here, I know you have limitations. You're going to get hungry. You need to eat. You need to sleep. But if you depend on me, then the Father will hear you and answer your request. Then the Bible says, whatever you ask, this is the confidence I have in him. That whatever I ask according to whose will? His His will. He hears me. And if I know that he hears me, then I know that I receive every request I send to him. Come on. He had to de-glorify himself to come here and then put the glory back on after the job was done. I like what both of you said because, Pastor, you talked about how we used to have to go the priest in the tabernacle, right? Jesus comes and he tabernacles among us. Pastor Torrance, you talked about how he de-glorified himself and relinquished the power but then also we find at the end, he says, now, not only am I dwelling among you, but now I'm dwelling in, in you. That's it. It's almost made me think that my wife used to pick on me. I used to wear shoes that were too small. And they used to be, it would hurt over time. She used to say, you can't put New York in Roanoke. That's where I'm from. It's a small <laughs> place. But I thought about how God can be so big, but yet go in something so small. And that same power that he relinquished, he says, now I'm in you. And I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly but all we can ask or think according to that power. So it's not my power. Oh, it's my the, the Jesus that's in me. The you, 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 got, you, got, you got so many things happening right now because everything that you all are saying is a conversation of dimension. Hop in your head right it, now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, con- it. it's a conversation of dimension because look what he says. He says, he says Daddy, it, you glorified me on the earth. Yeah. You glorified <laughs> me on the earth. And, it, but man. I finished that work. I finished. So now re- release to me the glory that I had before, before. this world. Yes, See, look, at, he said, I, I, because what, what we need to realize is that there is a glory for every dimension and that you cannot take the same glory into every dimension. There, there's a glory because in one in one dimension, I got the world in my hand. But in the other dimension, I put the world in a womb. And, and I've, got, I've, got, I've got the ability to operate in both worlds. In one world, I created the water. In another world, I'm a fetus inside of the water because i got to have a glory for every womb. And now Israel, which is a shadow of our Lord, when they crossed the Red Sea, Moses sticks out his staff and the water broke open because now he's got a glory for the earth realm. And what he's saying is, if you trust me, you can lay aside a glory and pick up a glory and just because that task is finished don't think that the glory is done sit down that glory and pick up another. and there has been put on me an eternal weight of glory I came to tell somebody that glory has weight and you need to start moving your weight around every dimension you get in move your weight around in the marketplace in business in money your name is going everywhere because there's a weight of glory that's on, oh God, you didn't, I don't know why you gave me that. Pastor, listen. Pastor, I got, I'm sorry. No, 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 I, why you Put the mic down. Pick your mic. 
there, Why Michael. Said no more? <laughs> While you were saying this, it would be a miss for us to talk about this and not Lord, talk about me. the power in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Isn't it amazing that what was given to Jesus, he gave to us the name? He was given a name that is above, above every other name. Now he turns around and he gives us that name. Let me show you the power in the name. Because we just say in Jesus' name. And I was, I was talking to, um, to, to Lighthouse South yeah, and I was yeah. explaining to them, or the prayer team rather. And I was telling them, you need to understand the power in the name. And they said, what do you mean? I said, open to Matthew 22, 23 verse 1. It says, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says, Jesus spoke to the multitudes and his disciples. Listen. Jesus was talking to his disciples. He says, the scribes and the Pharisees yeah. sit on Moses' seat. Yeah. So this is Moses' seat. Moses' seat. And, and, and the Bible says the scribes sit on it. Watch this. He says, and Jesus telling his disciples, he says, therefore, whatsoever they tell you to do, you must do. Hold on. Oh, wait a so, minute. Wait so a hold minute. A second. Wait a minute, hold on a second. Wait a minute, so, Reverend. So, so wait a Jesus minute. Jesus is saying that this is... Moses' seat, even though Moses, is, because when you say in the name of Jesus, yeah. you are saying in the stead of Jesus. So yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, so so yeah. Jesus is saying that if this is Moses' seat, it doesn't matter how crazy the Pharisees are. It doesn't matter how unrighteous the Pharisees are. If they sit on Moses' seat, Jesus was saying, you must obey them. Jesus, yeah, tell yeah, his, yeah. Disciples, his disciples, you must. Take that revelation Take and put it into what we're talking about. Because now when we say in the name of Jesus, Jesus. what we're saying is in the stead in of the seat Jesus. Of. In the seat of Jesus, sir. So now when I sit down here, it Reverend. doesn't matter whether I lied yesterday because the blood covers Reverend. me. So when I stand and when I, <laughs> when I speak and when I cause cancer, I might have cursed somebody last week. But when I stand here and I'm I cause cancer, it has to obey. Why? Because I am in the seat of Jesus. I, Hallelujah. What the Bible says, this sign shall follow them in my, my name. name. Cast out demon. In my, my, not in your name. Not in, no, no, no. It says in my name. So wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with, all you have to do is to understand the revelation in the place of Jesus. So whenever anyone says oh, in man. the name of Jesus, what we're saying is in the seat of Jesus. In the seat of if Jesus. Jesus can tell the <laughs> disciples, the Old Testament, you must Think about what, this is why demons tremble when they hear the name of Jesus. This is the power in the name. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name. That is above well, every name. Every Pastor, name. that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to let somebody know I'm done. that there is power in the name. That you're seated in Jesus' seat. That when you speak, Jesus is speaking. When you laugh, Jesus is laughing. When you cry, Jesus is crying. Because Christ in me, the hope of glory. The Bible says, he that is joined to God is one spirit. Shout in Jesus' place. The reason this is important, Pastor, is because... We feel like we've, we feel we feel offended sometimes. Yeah. You might feel, oh, I, I don't have the power to do this. Oh, I don't feel adequate enough. Yeah, yeah. But listen, Jesus is saying, in spite of where you are, Pharisees, mm. as long as you're sitting in Moses' in seat, Moses, yeah. they have to obey you. Right. So now we are sitting in a seat that is above Moses' seat. Mm. Of things obey us. Of oh, things in heaven. Of things on earth. Of things beneath the earth, I give up. I'm sorry, Ooh. sir. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. 
Well, this has been Tackle the Text. This has been Tackle <laughs> And, um, ah. yeah, thank you for being with us on this Tuesday. Um, I pray that God said something to you um, that will allow this type of anointing to stick. There is nothing else that needs to be said. God wants you to know. And this is the word of God. I have glorified you on the earth. I finished the work which you gave me. That was John 17 text that Pastor Torrance gave us in. We start off with, let this mind be in you. This mind that says that I'm not perfect, but if I sit in the seat, things have to obey me because of where he placed me. If God puts you in that seat, you better walk in that authority. With your GED, run that company. With your divorces, run your life. You may have two children that have accomplished something and one may be wayward and it may make you question yourself as a parent. Or oh, you fought the good fight. You kept that faith. You may have started a business and it failed and God gave you another idea and now you're afraid. See, that first business was your desire. The second business is your seat. This is your time. This is your season. Walk it out. We'll see you next time.